Hey, welcome back to the Crateism Podcast, a show about records and culture. We just reached 1,000 downloads or streams, download streams. I don't know what the proper podcast terminology is, but either way, really wanted to thank you all for listening and supporting Crateism. And now on to the show. State your name and where you're from. I am Elise Leslie, but known on the internet as Naturally Elise, and I am from and I live in Durham, North Carolina. Okay, okay, welcome. I mean, I know you from Instagram, and I know you as you know an R&B lover, right? Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> so there are many different types of R&B. Obviously, through the ages, we've had Motown and uh, New Jack Swing and neo soul. Do you have a favorite era? Of R&B? I do. Okay. 70s R&B is my, is my happy place, as well as the 90s. Hey. Especially the, like, first half of the 90s. Like, that's, you know, that's my time. <laughs> okay. Okay. I, I have to agree with you. I'm, um, I'm kind of there with you. Um, what are some of your favorite albums from those periods? Let's see. Some of my favorite 70s stuff. Oh, God. Or songs or artists. Yeah, I I really love funk. Mm-hmm. And see, that's what I love about 70s, because you get your funk. So, you know, you have your Ohio Players and Commodores. Mm-hmm. And also in the 70s, um, there's not so much funk, but then you have, like, The New Birth, which is one of my favorite bands of all time. Okay. Um Also, but also in the 70s, you got disco too. So it's like so many different, you know, you go to 70s, you can dance or you can Mm -hmm. fall in love to a ballad or, and it's all like quality. The music is so complex and stacked, you know, it's no, no thin, no thin music in the 70s. It's it's just thick no matter where you go. So, okay. Also 70s, you know, I love, I, I love, love Stevie. You know, mm. throw any Stevie '70s album in there, and I'm all over it. Um, you know, you let, got- let me just interrupt right there, if you don't mind. What do you think about Stevie's '80s work? Okay, so I actually am a fan of '80s Stevie. Okay, but my co-host on the R&B represents he <laughs> is not, and I'm slowly but trying to. To, to give him the, the the gems, you know, like in square circle and stuff like that. Yes. But I get why people um, sometimes aren't a huge fan because some people don't like really poppy music. And, mm-hmm. and you know, that's when Stevie got very poppy. Yeah. Um, well, you know, of the, you know, that sound. And then in the 80s, it's just, 80s was a weird time for music, especially the first half of the 80s because mm-hmm. it was kind of an experiment experimental sound and you were bringing more keyboards yes you know a lot of synthesizers because that tech new technology had came and so people were playing with it and trying to find a sound and you know and in that part of the 80s as far as outside of r&b you know that's when you have the new wave and all that so it's, it's a different it's a different sound and not everybody was feeling that or jumped on it and it was admittedly it was the music was thinner. You won't. You didn't have these, these thick, lush, you know, um, instrumentation and everything. And if that's what you were used to, and that's what you were a fan of, the '80s is just kind of 
can be kind of eh for some people. So I get it. <laughs> yeah. There was some fun music in there, I think. And, and some gems like Overjoyed, I think is definitely one of my um, my favorite Stevie songs that came from his, uh, what year was that? I can't remember. That was in, that was in Square Circle, I think, right? Um, Overjoyed. Yes, that was in Square Circle. Yeah. I mean, that's a gem. Oh yeah, and I love. I actually love uh, in Square Circle because, um, like, one of one of my favorite '80s Stevie songs is "I Love You Too Much." Mm. So no, I really do love this album, and even in the um, on Erica Badu on Baduism, she interpolates that song on "No Love" mm. on that album. So she gave a little Stevie nod. And I mean, I even love some of the stuff off the Woman in Red soundtrack. I mean, Duetting with Dionne Warwick. I love that. I'm, I'm, I don't love that, but... <laughs> you don't like that? At least it's you with him and Dionne Warwick? I, I don't. I, I, I don't love oh, it. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also another one of those songs. I don't personally love it, but I, I get it. You mm-hmm. know? Sometimes people have opinions. They're like, I don't, I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> But it makes sense. <laughs> okay. But I'm very um, harsh on duets. So, so there's. Oh, are you? Okay. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yeah, it's it's borderline snobby. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Do you have any duets that are your favorites? Oh yes. Oh yes. I love. Oh gosh. Um, Angela Wimbush and Ron Ronald Isley. Mm. With, um, uh, of course. Oh my gosh. That is. Lay your troubles down. Oh my yes. god, that is just a floating, floating song. Like, ugh. what about R and B groups that are already duets, like Renee and Angela? I love, I love all that songs, but I, I, in one, I just kind of stand Angela Wimbush anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I feel you could have dropped any singer in with Angela, and it just would have. She just knows how to work with other artists and and arrange for other artists and I, I I think no matter who she would be singing with it would it would be a bop because she would know how to how, how to make it work okay now that just made me think about something and I'm not sure if my memory served me correctly but I know you know a lot about R&B so you could probably help me out here but was she not in a group called Body was she in was that her don't think so but don't quote me let me I'm gonna okay. look it up so now that's gonna make me go down a, a and I could be remembering it wrong too. rabbit hole. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I, I, now I don't even see it. So no, she <laughs> wasn't. But now we were talking about Stevie Wonder. She was in Wonder Love, which is the uh, Stevie's background vocal group with that all your favorite singers were in. Right. Um. Okay, I might have to research that one on my own time. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't see anything. The holidays are here. And there's still time to get a last minute gift. Well, depending on when you're listening to this. Might I recommend records? That's right, records. Crateism is not only a podcast, but we are also an online record shop. You can buy all the dopest wax. We also have a vinyl subscription club that is curated by me. Some of our previous records of the month have been Queen Latifah's All Hell the Queen, Nipsey Hussle's Victory Lap, the Insecure soundtrack, 
Are you team Lawrence or are you team Nathan? Mm, I can't believe that show is ending. But, you know, speaking of ending, 2022 is the last year that we are doing our vinyl club. So subscriptions are 30% off through the whole month of December. Um, you can sign up for three months or 12 months. There's no code needed. Just head over to the website, shopcreateism.com. But you know, maybe you're one of those people who's like, I don't like getting records in the mail. I don't like shopping records online. I need to go into a record store. I need to feel the album. I need to see the artwork. Maybe you're one of those people. If that's the case, we got you. You can also shop Crateism in person inside of 12's Wax in Sacramento, California, in Oak Park at 3324 Broadway. It says writer producer for R&B girl group body. Okay, well she was a writer and producer, okay. I guess she wasn't in. <laughs> I knew she had something to do with it though. Anyway, I'm going to have to go back and look um look at that when we uh <laughs> when we right. I know they I know they had a hit. I'm going to have to go back and check that out. <laughs> but um I'm sorry you were saying so Angela Wimbush, amazing. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I love her so much. <laughs> Okay, so how about Blue-Eyed Soul? Oh, what yes, you with that? Oh, yes, ma'am. I listen, and um, I'm a huge fan and have records of, um, you know, Average White Band and, mm. you know, and Bobby Caldwell yes. and, and Michael McDonald and, mm. you know, I even could say, you know, Doobie Brothers. Like, I have, yes. I have all that stuff. I'm a Holland Oats. Like, I'm huge because it's just, it's good music and it doesn't feel it it's, manufactured. Yeah. It feels it's, honest. It's like, like they really are fans of the music. Yeah. And they, and, and they the culture. treat it. Yeah. And they treat it with respect and you know, you, you can, you can just, you, you can just feel it, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's not an act. It's like, right. you know, that's what their voices do. And that's the kind of music that moves them. And so, and that's why it's so good because you could kind of see through when, you know, somebody's just doing something for a buck or, you know, mm-hmm. a gimmick, you know, that sort of thing, you know. And, you know, even to go more modern, that's why I always love John B because yes. he he gave a respect. He came up, you know, through the ranks. He worked, you know, worked with Babyface. He wasn't just, I mean, it was just, it was a a a genuine air about it and he didn't stop making the music like um you know I'm not gonna say names but like you know oh I'm gonna do this for a while and but that's not really what I like like no that's the kind of music he kept on making you know because he could have went another direction to get that white crossover you know stuff but he didn't he could have yeah, I almost went to, went to see him in concert a few weeks ago. I was like, I might just do it because he has some jams. Oh yes, and he has some jams, and he got some deep cuts that are amazing. Like he, like he has a very his catalog is very solid. So, and I haven't seen him live, but friends that have said that he's very good live. So, but I haven't seen him myself. Now, what about some Blood Soul artists that came out after that, like? Uh... A Justin Timberlake, for example. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, no, no. I, I was. I, but like, 
kind of from jump, I just wasn't a huge fan. Now there's a couple, you know, a couple songs here and there that, you know, that I think are undeniable. Like there is just about, you know, but um I just never was just from the beginning, I just wasn't on board. So, you know, I didn't really explore too much deeper because I just I just didn't feel it in my soul. Uh, okay. So we recently, um, maybe it's been a couple of months, but we came up on the uh, 40th anniversary of Luther's Never Too Much, which is an album that I just heard nonstop when I was growing up. Same. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just wanted to know your thoughts on that album and Luther, period. Oh, man, if you ever wanted to meet a huge Luther fan, you have met her today. Oh, okay. You know, I absolutely love Luther Vandross, one of my favorite vocalists of all time. And even past uh, him being a vocalist, the way he arranged songs, his just gift for that is just, mm. is just as amazing as his voice. So amazing. No pun intended. So- <laughs> Like, um, yeah, yeah, Luther was a oh gosh, he was a treasure. Like, and and I think he was so good at arranging and at performing because he was a background singer for so long for such big names. Like, if you're not picking up gems while you're doing that, he's kind of wasting your time. Like, and, and he studied and and he really studied and then perfected, you mm-hmm. know that and that's oh my gosh he's just man luther man (laughs) that's a yeah that's one i messes with there (laughs) and i have to say that might be one of my favorite like cookout songs you know like if never too much comes on everybody from every age group is jumping up and doing the electric slide you know what i'm saying to (laughs) me it's up there with before i let go oh yeah it's definitely that kind of song it's just like a it's just a universal, well, like you said, cookout, like cookout, get together song. Like that's, yeah. Mm-hmm. I connect that song, you know, well, I connect those songs to to good times, you know. It's attached to so many great positive memories of being around family and friends. Absolutely. So how do you feel about Luther's, um, I guess, late 80s catalog into the 90s? You know, like the power of love, um, any love. Dance oh yeah, with, well, I guess dance with my father's probably into the two thousands, but yeah, that's two thousands. Um, I I loved all of um all of that stuff too. Um, and I I do know with some people that don't like the like uh like my co-host co-host doesn't like okay co-host like, uh, dance with my father kind of period yeah I, I don't really either <laughs> I, you, I mean I don't dislike it but it doesn't move me like the earlier stuff you and know? you know what and and I think I discussed this with him on a show before the only reason that my connection to that period is just because my mother loved that dance with my father's song so mm. much and so I connect that because it was like a very positive and warm feeling for her but I don't know I don't know how much I really love it, but it's just that connection. But it's like you said, it's not it's not bad, but it's not, you know, it's no never too much, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay, let's talk about quote unquote girl groups. 
Um, okay. You know, from many eras, the Supremes, the Jones girls in Vogue. I'm, I'm trying to think, are there any modern girl groups? I'm not really sure. But um, do you have any There's not really groups anymore, period. Right. So. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was thinking. I'm like, are there any groups? I can't really think of any off the top of my head. But who are some of your favorite R&B girl groups? Um, the Motions. Oh, yes. Um, the Jones Girls, you mentioned. Um, in Vogue. Yes. Brownstone. Oh, Oh, yes. Um, let's see. Who else do I love, love? Um, LaBelle. Oh, baby. Okay. Baby. Um... <laughs> Let's see. It's somebody I'm leaving out that I really love. I really love Jade. Yes. They, oh, they, people don't really discuss them enough beyond don't walk away, but they had some really good slow jams like Mr. Do Right. Like they, Mr. Do they, they, yes. Oh, Mr. Do Right. And oh my gosh. How do you feel they, about TLC? Um, no, I, I, I like, TLC and I think they definitely had an impact. I don't revisit it a lot, but in the zeitgeist of it, when it was out, like it was very exciting. It was fun music. Mm -hmm. It was, you know, it, it was dope to see a black girl group blow up the way that they did. Like that was it was dope to witness, you know. Mm -hmm. Um I don't revisit a whole lot. I I mean, I do re I I'll take that back. I do revisit Crazy Sexy Cool because I do yes. really love that album. I just they grew up. They ain't got wearing the condoms on their face anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I I think I don't revisit their stuff as much now is because they had really great songs, but I'm like such a vocalist person. Mm. And so I be wanting to hear singing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, you know, but yeah, but I, I do, I do rocks with Crazy Sexy Cool though. That's my, that's my album there. <laughs> okay. Uh, Destiny's Child. Yeah. I like, I love Destiny's Child. Yep. Oh, I didn't mention them. Yeah. Destiny's Child. Definitely. And and that was another one to, that you just love to see, you know, the progression in real time of them just being the biggest thing, you know, that was, um, definitely dope to see and be around for. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely rocks with Destiny's Child. So what do you think happened to boy and girl groups? How come you don't think they're a thing right now? I have been trying to figure that out in my brain. I don't... I don't... I don't know what happened with that. Um, uh, that one is... I have yet to figure that one out because I think that's something I don't know. It's definitely something I miss. Um, but I don't know what happened there. Maybe it'll yeah. come back. Maybe because it's yeah. Because I'm I'm just thinking of the whole of the 2000s, and it wasn't a lot of groups that debuted in the 2000s. There were some, but it wasn't a lot, and or they didn't make a lot of albums, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to think too. I'm trying to think back to the history of groups. And is it something that kind of dies down and comes back every couple of years? Maybe. 
I'm trying to think because, of course, in the 70s, you had a lot of, well, 60s and 70s, you had a lot of groups. Mm-hmm. But no, now that I think about the 80s, there was, there was a lot of groups in the 80s. Yeah. There was a lot of groups in the 90s. So I, I don't know that it did go away. True. <laughs> I don't know. True, true, true. Hmm. Um, okay, now I have to ask you. Okay. Did you watch Versus with Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills? So I, di- I didn't watch much of it because actually while it was going on, I was doing an interview for one of my shows. Oh, okay. So I didn't see a lot of it, but I saw a little bit. It made me very sad. I didn't watch it at all. Now, I grew up on Shaq Khan and Stephanie Mills, and it was actually happening really close to where I live. So I bought a ticket, and I was really excited. But for some reason, I don't know if it's just the times that we're in, something told me not to go. Like, my spirit was like, don't go <laughs> for some reason. I don't mm-hmm. know if it's because weird things have been happening at concerts or because it gets dark early, but I didn't go. And I think a lot of it also was like, if I'm going to see Shaka Khan and Stephanie Mills, you know, versus they do a lot of talking and stuff in between. And I'm like, I want a full concert. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go. And then I started hearing negative. Oh, well, I and I didn't watch it. I was at home because I thought if I watch it, I'm going to be mad that I'm not there. So mm-hmm. I didn't watch it. And then I started seeing some, you know, not too good things. So, um, yeah, it, um, yeah, it, it, it made me sad because, you know, those are like two of my, Two of my favorite female vocalists, um, mm-hmm. like easily, and you know, you just you don't. I I don't like to see legends down, you know, and 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 some people will make jokes, and I probably have been guilty of making jokes or offhand comments before, but um, I just like oh, not not my Shaka, like I just don't want to. I just didn't want to see her like that. Um, mm. So, and yeah, it just it just made me sad. So, <laughs> I should, you know, I, like you said, I must have had like a premonition or something because I wasn't as excited about it as as I thought I should be about it happening. And maybe something in my spirit was like, no, don't want to be disappointed. Like I don't, I don't know. Mm. So, yeah. Okay. Do you have a favorite versus? I'm trying to think what my favorite one was. Uh, have you been following all of them? Like, I think the Isleys and Earth, Wind, and Fire was pretty iconic. Yeah, I think my favorite ones. Honestly, my favorite ones were when they were doing it in their houses. Oh yeah, the Zoom, um, for sure. Um, so the Jill and Erica and as big as a huge Jill and Erica fan as I am, oh my gosh, um, that, that was epic for me. Epic. Um, even with the technical difficulties, I loved Babyface and Teddy. Yes. That, that was a standout for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think those were my favorite, even though I liked, I liked Patty and, uh, Gladys. That was dope. That was good. Yeah. That was super dope. And I actually really love the Too Short and E-40. I'm originally from the Bay, so that was definitely one of my favorites. Yeah. Um, for sure. From, from the, the whole setup to the DJ and the songs and everything, it was like a huge throwback for me. It was great. 
I just got so much joy from it because you could just, I don't know, music is one of those universal things. And if you see, you you can tell when people are feeling something and when they're doing it from from a real genuine place and it just feels good. You can always feel it, whether you're familiar with the music or not. So I thought that was mm-hmm. still, you know, even though I am familiar with the music, but I just, I, I could feel how, I could feel the vibes of everybody being so excited too. So. Absolutely. Um, um, do you have a dream versus like, are there any people you'd like to see go up against each other? Um, I mean, I have wanted to, Shaka and Stephanie to be great because that was a <laughs> that was a dream one. But me, um, yeah, friend, we're talking today. I would love to see like the whispers and the OJs, something like that. Yes. That would be dope. Yes. That would be super dope. I would love that. That would be really dope. My my mom, I think, was probably one of the biggest whispers fans so that was one of the first concerts i went to like, i've seen the whispers oh, man. because of my mama's yeah see the uh, whispers are actually uh, my favorite uh male group okay yeah so that yeah but i've never seen them live isn't that crazy mm. so i would i would like to see them live actually they're coming to baltimore in February, so I think me and okay. JR, me and JR already said we want to go because it's like Whispers, Stephanie Mills, <gasps> and like a bunch of other seventies people. Is is this? Are they on like a, a, a U.S. tour or is it just involved? It's some kind of seventies tour. So I okay. I so I'm imagining it's nationwide. Um, I'm I'm gonna look into that because you know them tours do be rolling through here. Mm-hmm. So. And uh, sorry, I'm some. Just to go back to Blue Eyed Soul for a minute, something I forgot to mention is um, a few years ago, I went to see Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins. They did a show together. And it was like, I didn't, I mean, I know Kenny Loggins and I know his songs, but I didn't know he could blow like that. I said, what? Oh. It was pretty amazing. So. Dope. Yeah. Uh, If that tour (laughs) ever comes back, I'm going again. You bet. And there was a lot of black people there too. Yeah, see, black see, black people know what is real. Okay. <laughs> I wanna da, 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 your miracle. Stand up and fight. This is it. Make no mistake where you are. This is it. Da, na, 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 na. This is it. <laughs> oh Kenny Loggins and I think Michael McDonald on the background vocals anyway this conversation went on way longer than expected so what we're gonna do is we're gonna break this interview up into two parts make sure you're subscribed on your favorite podcasting platform that way you don't miss out episodes drop every Friday and make sure you're following us on IG at Crateism and at Crateism Podcast Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.